When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Just as gentle as I am with my girls, or as as I'm working on constantly being better and working on with my wife and my girls, I got to be gentle with myself. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Human to Human, a Revolt Network podcast. Today's special guest is Grammy-nominated artist, actor, husband, and father, Tristan Mack Wilds. Tristan and I got human to human about grind culture and why we both unsubscribed, forgiving our parents and what he's understood through his parenting journey, and the willingness to face the monsters in our mind to create a healthier relationship with our inner voice. Before each episode, I like to share a song to add to your playlist, a book to check out, and a reflection question inspired by the episode. So here we go. This week's song of the week is Obsession by today's guest. This week's book is War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. And while you listen, reflect on this question. What is an experience that you've had that while it was happening, it made you feel like you were drowning, but now you see it as a moment that taught you how to swim? These reflections are so important for us to get to zoom out and get more perspective on our experiences. So I hope this reflection reminds you how strong you really are. Now, let's get human to human with Tristan Mack Wilds. First of all, I love I love that you guys had a podcast. I love that you and your friends got together and had a podcast, especially being men. And mm. I felt it was pretty obvious that you have a soft spot for emotion, for feelings, for talking about those things, right? And mm-hmm. I always thought, I'm like, did he grow into that or was that something he was always comfortable with? And as a black man, I, it, it makes me sad that I feel like I have a lot of amazing guy friends and I hold them to this like, be emotional with me, be open with me space. And so I yeah. don't experience them not being like that, but I know that they experience that with their other friends. Cause you know, maybe with their, with their guys, it's a little different for you. Did you grow into it? Were you always comfortable with it? Was it weird? Was it hard? I think it was, I think, I think it would like anything. It's, it's something that takes time. Right. Uh, I think just going through the motions of trying to figure out where to be emotional and, and in what spaces, because as black men, depending on the space, your emotions can be either used as a weapon towards you mm. or can be seen as weak. Uh, it could it could make you look weaker as a person. So you need to find a, a, a good uh, as they you know, I think that's the reason for the term. You need to find a safe space. Mm. And a lot of times I tried to even against their own will, I would make my friends, my, my people, the guys that I was around the most, you know, my people, the 95, Mouse, Ryan, Dale, just like all of my guys, I would make them my punching bags, like I, for my emotions, the good, <laughs> the bad, the ugly, you know, they got a chance to see it all. Right, right. What do the boys talk about when it comes to love and partnership? Now you are married, you have your second mm-hmm. child, and I cannot lie to you, my guy, like this fits you. Like I see the glow. I'm like, he has the same glow his wife has. That is, 
Oh, and me and your wife follow each other and she's just one of those people like I don't actually know how we follow each other but she is the type of person who puts like baking soda in flour that's me yeah. so I like she's a restorative person I follow restorative people so yeah. I'm not sure how we connected but I've always like we double tap each other so it's beautiful that's say great. that <laughs> that's great I'm gonna let her know I'm gonna let her know yeah yeah so I say that to say like what is the what are the boys talking about when it comes to love and partnership are they like Hey, bro, like the truth is I'm trying to get my wife. Is it like, listen, I'm, I'm staying off that right now. Are they scared? Are they nervous? Like, you know, the funny wanna... thing is, the funny thing is you would think that all of these guys and a lot of them are, you know, some of them are bachelors. Some of them aren't, you know, some of them are in relationships. Some of them aren't. You would think that the general consensus would be, oh, we got to get out here and get on these women and, uh, you know, uh, you know, F these Jones and, you know, move over. It. It's, it's the funny thing is everybody, everybody seems to kind of have like a, 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 a deeper inner want for mm. that stability, for that, for that love, for that, uh, for that appreciation, for that person. Whoever that person may be, you know, it could be, it could be their woman, it could be a child, it could be literally anything. I think a lot of these guys, a lot of guys, they feel like they, this is all they have to be in the game. Like they, they, but they, if they had an opportunity, they would get out. Like that's our conversations. It's very much like, dang, man, I can't wait to, I can't wait to just sit down. Like, I can't wait to just have my wife and just disappear. So why aren't, why aren't people falling in love right now? My conversations with my girls, cause I am in the year of being very, very open about like, I want love. I think there mm. are a couple of years of like a lack of vulnerability of now nah, you say that you're this or that. And I'm like, no, I'm in my, fam I've been here. I've been scared, <laughs> but like, I'm sorry, y'all. I, I actually don't want to join the like brew rah rah summer fling with the friend. No, I'm good. I want to be in love. So the conversations I'm having with my friends are also like, we want to be in love. And when I hear beautiful conversations like you just said with your guys of like we also want partnership what's going on why aren't they man I, you know i think it's a i think it's a mixture of a few different things right mm -hmm. i think your head could your heart could want something but your head could want something else and i feel like even though a lot of times you know i've made i made myself uh, I guess me pushing my emotions on my friends have has made me a safe place for my friends to push their emotions on me to let me know how they feel, their true hearts, et cetera, et cetera. I feel like, you know, once you actually get out there and you see that shiny new car, you're going to go try to chase that shiny new car. It's going to be like, oh, snap, my, my, my vision. And I think that goes with both, uh, with, with, men, women, and everybody in between. It's really like, yo, I, I say I really want something stable and, and that really can be what my heart wants and what my heart feels. But as soon as I get outside and I have to move around and I'm doing whatever I have to do and then all of a sudden I'm at the gym or I'm at the supermarket and this pretty girl walks by, instead of having the discipline to say, no, nah, I need to focus on what I need to, what I want to focus on with the thing that's going to fulfill me, honestly, fully, mm. truly. It's the, uh, you know, it's, it's when a kid sees candy, you know, <laughs> I, I just, I, I want something sweet now. 
I don't love it. I don't love it, y'all. We're grown <laughs> and we don't want to go to the dentist. So let's stop. Like, I don't love it. I want us to fall in love. I'm such an advocate for us all falling in love. I, I feel like we're in this space where we are not we people are preaching isolation yeah. like it is some type of badge of honor and it is just it's not it's scary it's terrible what yeah the, the the numbers right now especially amongst black men when it comes to like depression and suicide are ramping up ridiculously mm. you know that whole idea of you know i gotta go out i gotta do it by myself i can't i can't be around my friends i can't like no no bro like yeah we need that like that's yeah. that is what that is what has made humans live for this long it's our connection to each other yeah yeah i agree i agree what what's something new you've learned about yourself through the lens of marriage through the lens of your partner mm, that i am i am uh a little rougher than i thought i was mm. I, I think um I think growing up, growing up just the way that we grew up, you know, just being a kid from the projects and um, having to having to run around New York City at, by myself at 12, 13 years old to do auditions and then come back into the projects and try to figure out that and go to school and try to figure out, uh, you know, what days do I go to school? What days do I miss school? So I can you start to grow up really quickly. You start to build a certain uh uh, I guess like an age of crust. I guess that's the best way I can say it over you. Like you start to get up, like it's a, you start to get abrasive with certain things. And I didn't fully realize it until, until getting married and, you know, having to be in the house with my wife, shout out to the pandemic. And no, there's time, you know, space work, all of that thing, all of that hides that. Like you don't, yeah. you don't really fully understand how you are with people because we have so many things to kind of bide Dude. our time. Yeah. Yeah. So pandemic and then having two little girls, you know, you start to realize, okay, there's ways that I was handling this before. And mind you, I, I try to, I try to, as I, as I said, I try, I'm the most emotional guy or one of them that I know, like I try to stay emotional. I try to stay in my, in my emotions, in my, in my uh, divine femininity. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And all of that, mm. try to tap into all of that. But man, you start to realize how rough um, how rough you can be with certain things, with certain people, with the way that just, just naturally. So mm -hmm. I've, uh, I've learned that about myself and I'm, I'm starting all with everything, with everything just, uh, and it's funny cause I got this tattoo when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. It's one of my first tattoos, the mm -hmm. Basquiat crown, mm -hmm. but I got it. I got it with the mindset it's so funny. I, I, my, my life is weird, right? Like it's, it's like I prophesied to myself early on before I could even, before I even fully understand what it means. Yeah. So even with my tattoo, I got this tattoo because, and I got it here because I've said, I want to make sure that everything I touch is like art. And I think it's not until now that I fully realized that 
art is fragile. And if you want it to stay beautiful, you have to, you have to make sure that you have those gloves on. You gotta, if you want to keep those things nice and beautiful and, and let it grow and be, you gotta be gentle. Hmm. Mm. So did she hold up a mirror and then you looked in it or did she Ooh. call it out? Ooh, did she did. Ooh, did she. <laughs> Ooh, did she. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And I love her for that. I love yeah. her. I love her to death for that, man. Like I, yeah. not even to death. I love her to life for that. Yeah. You, know, you can't, yes. there's a, you got to appreciate the people who can, who can hold you accountable for being you, but still love you through it. Yeah. But you know, that is such a skill. That is such a skill. We talk about like, we got to love those people. It's like, but we also have to, we cherish them and we have to give them grace for yeah. learning the skill of being able to do that not only with themselves, but other people, like a big theme we have on the show is deepening our relationships with ourselves and others. Mm -hmm. And so for you and your wife to have been together and to have known each other for so long, for the mirrors to still be popping up, one yeah. thing I'm always very curious about is, okay, great. So they've known each other forever and everybody's like, oh my God, high school sweetheart. But I'm like, wait, let's talk about the nuances of having to keep updating each other on your operating systems. That's the thing, man. I, I think getting into this one of the biggest things that uh one of the biggest things that i've ever learned and that i apply to this marriage more than anything else is that the only thing constant in life is change i'm somebody mm -hmm. who lives by quotes love that quote the <laughs> only it. thing the only thing constant in life is change mm -hmm. you're, you're gonna constantly change you're gonna grow more you're gonna grow old you know, if you work out, your muscles are going to get bigger or your muscles will get stronger or like, how, however, whatever you do, the only thing constant in this life is change. And if it's not changing, then it's dying. Uh, so you have to constantly look at your partner or I, or at least I know I do. Like I have to constantly look at my partner like she's ever changing. Like every day I'm trying to, I'm trying to re-fall in love with this new person that randomly woke up in my bed with me, with my two kids. Like, it's like, I try to reintroduce myself to her mm. in every sense of the way. Like, I really want to figure out, figure out her mindset that day. Like, I really want to figure out where she is, what she likes to eat, even, and I, and there's certain things that I know for sure. Like I can, I can, I'd have a list of things just from our childhood that I know mm. that she likes uh, from front to back, but I also know the things that she likes to try. And I'm, and as her partner, I'm like, okay, cool. Let's push you towards this way. Cause I know you like to try stuff. Oh, okay, cool. I know you like to, y'all know you like adventures. So we haven't had our honeymoon because we got married during the pandemic. So I'm, car I'm carving out this weekend. Me and you are going to Jamaica. We out, mm -hmm. no kids, no nothing. Me and you, like, I, you gotta, you gotta grow with your partner. You gotta learn your partner. You know, a rose is going to be a rose is going to be a rose. But you're, but at the end of the day, you know, every rose is different. And as that rose grows, the petals change, the, the leaves start to thicken or the, the stem shifts to another side. You just have to, you just have to watch it. You just have to grow it. Yeah. What about the change within yourself? Like, are there changes that you've made over the past? I mean, it doesn't even matter if you can say maybe pandemic or since you've been a father, since you've been a husband, since you've been in your adulthood, are there changes that you've been uncomfortable with, surprised by, excited about? Mm. 
man, a lot. Um, <laughs> I think one of the biggest ones, honestly, was was getting into therapy. Mm. And not that it was scary by any means, but you don't realize how scary your mind is until you're until you're told to look at it. You know, I think all of the monsters that live in the world actually live in our heads. It's it's really it's really that. that. Yeah, it's really like you got to really start to understand yourself and to understand yourself. You have to look under the bed of your mind and see where those monsters lie, see where those where those things are that don't feel right, that that uh, you shy away from, that you turn back into a kid uh, because of, et cetera, et cetera. Like it's mm. it's it's all of those things. So, yeah, therapy was definitely the thing that was the most scary. But the one but I've I've once I got into therapy, actually, no, before therapy, once I once Tristan was on her way. That's when I started to, <laughs> I, <laughs> I had a conversation. I had a conversation with Mouse, my boy Mouse, randomly. And we were talking about fatherhood. And I said, yo, the one thing nobody tells you about fatherhood is right before you're about to have your child, it feels like you come in contact with every single demon that you've been trying to run away from your entire life. And it's like, listen, that's not just your child. That's our child too. So like we're going into that child. What do you want to do? Do you want to learn us? Do you want to learn how to get rid of us so that you can teach your child how to get rid of us? Or do you want to run away? How are you going to handle this? And I think it was there that it was right then and there that I was like, you know what? I think it's time for me to, it's time for me to sit down with these guys. It's time for me to get the therapy. So. Mm. Whoa. I love that. Like realization of before fatherhood and before parenthood, that is really beautiful and a bit scary. I'm not a mother yet. I look forward to it, but I do think about, I, I do have those moments where I'm like, mm -hmm okay, I recognize something I don't really love about myself. I'll figure it out. <laughs> you know, And it's like, well, when, because baby girl, you know, you, you are progressing in life and there will be times. Yeah. I'm, I'm really, wow. I'm, I'm a bit floored by that experience of, of as a father, you could have walked away. You could have run away. You have talked beautifully about how having Tristan really impacted your mental health. And I was going to ask you how specifically mm -hmm. fatherhood, you know, started, steering you in that direction but even with what you just said i feel like you almost answered my question without me asking of like yeah man it showed she, you the it's, demons it's she really just before she even got here she just it was like uh it was just that realization of i i know i've been through a lot in my life i know i've seen a lot in my life just us literally you could have just been born sometime in the 90s and had a crazy lifestyle from the things that we've been through, the 9-11s, the, 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 mm. the recessions, the this, the that, mm. all, there was times where you would get like text messages uh, to websites that were Al-Qaeda getting, cutting people's heads off. Like we would mm -hmm. see, we were the beginning 
of these times that were traumatic. Yes. And this, it's a shared trauma that we all have. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I think that, I think that it was like, I know my daughter didn't ask to be here. And I know that in her day, in her age, she's going to go through things. She's going to see things that are going to shape her life, that are going to shape the way that she looks at the world, that is going to shape the way that she has relationships with people and her relationships with things. And I don't want to be a negative, I don't want to be a completely negative um, figure when it comes to that, like, I don't want the sins of her father to, to, for, for, I don't want her to have to deal with the things that I've dealt with. Mm-hmm. So the only thing that I could do is learn. I can get myself better so that if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. When it comes time for her to learn, I can guide her towards getting better. What's the last thing you forgave yourself for for the first time? Oosh. <laughs> the last thing I forgave myself for. Um, I think that in parenthood, you're, it's a constant. It's like you're beating yourself up all the time Mm. and i think just one of the things that i i forgave myself as of recently was to not feel bad for having time away from my kids i you know there were there were times where i was like you know me and christina on vacation and i'm like hey like i don't feel like I should be feeling good there because there were a lot of times where I'm going away for work and I'm it's Christina with the girls and the entire time I'm sitting wherever I'm working at, whatever I'm doing, it could be, it could be an interview. It could be the TCAs. It could be actual, it could, whatever it is. The whole time I'm sitting back thinking like, okay, I gotta, I'm praying that she's okay. Like I feel bad because I know she's in the house and it's this and it's that, but it wasn't until we went to Jamaica for real, that I was like, I I can't I can't keep beating myself up for these moments. Christina deserves yeah. this moment. I deserve this moment. You know, our kids are gonna have. We're gonna make sure that they have their moments. Yeah, but I yeah. can't keep beating myself up for trying to have a good time or wanting to have a good time or feeling for like living. Oh, yeah, for living like oh, this feels good, and I'm like ah, oh, that's not supposed to feel good. No. Nah. <laughs> nah. Enjoy. Yeah, yeah, I I hear that. Wow. Um I think as we're getting older, we all abandon parts of ourselves to be liked, to be loved, to be accepted, mm-hmm. to be heard, to be seen. Um and as you're getting older and so I feel very emotionally intelligent in your growth process and just trying to be really like attuned to it. Have you noticed things about yourself that you abandoned? And have you been able to pick them back up? Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the things, and I, I think pandemic plays a big part in it as well. I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of things in pandemic that we kind of just gave up just because they weren't safe or 
It wasn't the time for it, et cetera, et cetera. One of my favorite things, especially since I was a kid, was actually going into a movie theater, right? And it's something very simple. It seems very simple. Just something like just going into a movie theater, getting some popcorn. Love popcorn. Popcorn is my favorite snack in the world. <laughs> Go get some popcorn, extra butter, do the whole shebanga bang. Go inside, sit down, watch it, like, you know, pay for your ticket, watch a movie. When I was younger, I wasn't paying for tickets, but still. Um, but like just to really watch a movie and to get lost in a world, big screen in front of you. It's just it was it was always something fantastical to me. And I haven't been able to do it lately. And, you know, like I said, partly because of the pandemic and everything like that. But then as the pandemic started dwindling and winding down, I just, I really haven't really gotten back into the groove of it yet. You know, I, I can't, I can, I can, in my head, I can make sense of leaving the house, going to the gym for like an hour and a half, coming back. And that makes sense to me. But leaving the house to go to the movies doesn't, it's like, you don't, nah, you can't do that. You can't do yeah. that. You could do something else with that time. Yeah. So uh, I haven't fully gotten into it yet, but I am uh, I'm trying to take Tristan to go see Little Mermaid soon. And I'm praying that if she likes it, you know, that could that could possibly be me and her thing. Like just open the door. Oh, I love that. I was actually going to make that exact suggestion. I literally was like, well, you have a great excuse to go in the next uh, few days. So that's yeah, that's really good call. Uh, It makes me think about how do you balance teaching your kids? Cause you mentioned earlier about being open and ready to guide her, but how do you mm. balance guiding and teaching and allowing her to experience? Ooh, it's a lot. It feels like you, a lot. It feels, it's a lot, you know, cause, cause there's a big part of me that wants to be the, the helicopter parent, right? Which, you know, hover around my kids, just, just hold on, where you going, what you doing? Hold I'm on, trying. Go, go this way, just go this way. <laughs> but, there is a there's another part of me that even now and, and it's so funny because Christina is partly a helicopter parent and I try to pull her reins. I'm like, no, 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 you gotta let her go. You gotta let you gotta let her try. You gotta let her try. So for example, yesterday we're at the playground. It's me, it's all of us. We're we it's a beautiful day outside. We all go to the playground. It's a bunch of kids outside. And Tristan's finally running around and, you know, she's happy. She's a pandemic baby, so she's not around a bunch of kids all the time. But now she's like seeing them and she's like loving it in her element. And she's trying to go up the one of the little like the monkey bars things and all of that. She's climbing up. And as she's climbing up, I I feel myself jump up and I'm like, you know what? No, no, she's safe. She's safe. Mm -hmm. I got her. I'm close enough that she needs help. She'll call me. She's safe. She's fine. Christina jumps up. Tristan, you gotta, you gotta. I'm like, no, no, no. You gotta let her rock. Let her rock. Let her rock. And she did it by herself. And she got to the top of the joint. She, daddy, I did it. I was like, it's perfect. It's what you wanted. Literally what you wanted. And that's such a like balance. I mean, you really have to be going back and forth. That's why I'm like, it's it's, it's, it's a double Dutch. It's a double Dutch. I feel yeah. like a hel- helicopter sibling. I'm the oldest of four of, of five. And I'm like, these aren't even my kids. Relax. But you're just like, no, I don't want you to make the same mistakes I did. Why would I let mm-hmm. you go through pain? I, I want to help you avoid that. And, and it's like, 
that's not my job. And as I learn from parents, I ask parents, I ask friends that are, you know, that are parents now, or even in a moment like this, where I'm like, Tristan, these are some serious nuances that like when we weren't parents, we didn't really realize. And now that you are. Didn't think about, didn't even think about. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. How, how are you reparenting yourself through being a parent? Oof, man. You know what? One way that I'm reparenting and uh, it, it just, I, I think it goes into, shout out to my therapist. Mm -hmm. it, uh, the one way that I'm reparenting is not being angry at my parents about the stuff that they could and couldn't do. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's forgiving them. Like really, I think there's a lot of, I remember, I think it was like a Christmas or two ago and yeah, it was like two Christmases ago. It was Tristan's first birthday. And I remember just sitting back and just thinking of like doing the math, like about my parents' age and when they had us, and what that was. And so this year, my mom is going to be celebrating her 60th birthday, right? I am turning 34 this year, which means by her, by her, she had me when she was, what is that, 25, 26? Mm -hmm. Which means that she had my other siblings by like 17, 18, mm. like maybe 19. And I really sat back and I looked at that. I'm like, I had my first kid when I was 30. I called my mom. I said, Ma, you had your first kid when you were 18? She said, yeah. I said, how did you? She said, I did what I could. Said I literally just did whatever I knew how to do. I just did what I could. Said I just tried to make sure that you guys stayed out of certain things. I tried to make sure that you know you guys had food on the table. I made sure that you. I tried to make sure that you guys you know didn't need for anything. She said there's a difference. You, you could want for certain things. Right. So I, I wanted right. to make sure that you didn't need anything. Right. Right. She's like, and then I wanted to make sure that you guys stayed kids. That you guys had fun. You know, growing up, I didn't I didn't get a chance to have that. I didn't get a chance to just grow up and just be a kid. Um, her, my, my, another thing, my mom's mom, uh, my, my Dominican grandmother, she passed away when my mom was 16. So from 16 to 18, 19, having her first kid and going through life the way that she did and to do it as a solid woman to come out of it still with everything intact, amazing kids and still raising us, still giving us tutelage, knowledge, still being an amazing mom and figure in my life, in our lives. It's when something happens to your kitchen, you might say this is ludicrous, but that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. It's, it's astounding. So it's, you know, I think the biggest thing in reparenting is, realizing, you know, 
re, is is a, is forgiving my parents and just realizing you know you can only do what you can do. What you can do. Oh, it it is really hard. I think that's one thing that's so beautiful about therapy that I also experienced the moments of okay, I'm I'm looking to blame somebody, but actually like I don't really need to blame anyone. The forgiveness is like, oh, I don't have to blame you. Like you did what you can do just you like I will do, do what I can mm-hmm. do. I will mess up. Things will happen that I will not be able to control. Like mm-hmm. there's so much in growing up and going through that process and looking back at our parents and saying like, okay, we get it. And I'm not going to lie. I can't stand. My dad does this all the time. We're very close. And he'll be like, you'll understand when you're a parent. And I'll be like, hey, I'm just trying to tell you something. Can you not do that right now? And he's like, no, you're going to understand when you're. And I'm like, but he's probably right. And you're a dad. So and Yo, you're saying it. So <laughs> there's so there's so many things that like what what that when we were growing up you know we were kids and just that young adolescent mindset of oh you know? i just want what i want and my mom was like all right you'll see right you'll see so now you know it's not it's not mcdonald's anymore it's just chick-fil-a <laughs> so when tristan is like hey dad i want chick-fil-a and i'm looking back like do you have chick-fil-a money like money <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's you start to realize it's like, oh snap, oh, I sound like Monique. This is crazy. Literally- <laughs> it's crazy. It's 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 just it's like, wow, the circle of life is real. The universe was not playing when they made this up. Like it makes sense. I get it. Okay. The the joke's on us. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's so good. That's so good. What's an experience that you've had in your life that in the moment it felt like you were drowning, but in retrospect Ooh. you realize it actually taught you how to swim? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I think just being in this business, this business has, even staying with the metaphor, this business has ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. Like it comes and it goes. You know, there's there's amazing times where it's like, oh man, I feel like I'm at the top of the world. And then there's times where it's just like, nobody will answer your phone calls. Yeah. And within that, you start to, I guess, in the necessity of, at least for me, you know, I I can't live without being creative. Like, I always feel like, like there's this little ball, like inside of me that's going to burst if I don't like do something creative. Like I got to do something. I got to build something. I got to, I got to write something. I got to draw. I have to like, I got to act. I got to be on a, I got to do something. Yeah. Like I yeah. have to do something. And if I don't do something, I feel like I'm going to pop. So it wasn't until like, I started to feel that feeling that I was like, I Yes, I got to start just doing it myself. Started working on an album uh, with uh, with a few of my friends, which came out called After Hours. And with that, did a whole mini series with it. You put that on title. It became the second best viewed thing on title, uh, right behind uh, Jay Z's Four Four Four. It was it was crazy. It was it was a crazy 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 time. And I think that was when I started to realize purely out of necessity that if you want it, you got to go get it. You know, that's, that, that was the, that was the swim moment. Like I felt like Mm. I was drowning. I felt like nobody wanted me. I felt like I, I felt like even with all of the things that I've done in this business, you know, I, 
nobody was checking for me. But there was something like, you know what? Let me do it myself. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think this business is the only business that does that? Because I I have very similar moments of like all the things I've done, you guys still thought that wasn't worth it or you still think that rate isn't it or you still felt like it was some and it can be very and I and I've heard you talk about this before, which is why I was I really wanted to just first of all, I wanted to ask you as a friend, like a new friend, are you tired? Cuz I'm <laughs> like talented people who have good hearts and do this with integrity, like I feel like there's a little tiredness <laughs> to that. Definitely. There definitely is tiredness. Um, it's because we're, it's because of the, the way that we're taught to go about this. Mm. You have to change the way that you think about it. You have to change the way you, you have to change your relationship with it. Art is art, right? And yes, we have to treat our art or the things that we do as work. That's the way that, you know, you keep that circle of life thing going. Um, there's this beautiful book that kind of teaches that very explicitly. Um, the, the, the war of art. Mm -hmm. And, but we also have to understand that this doesn't have to be a grind. Now, when I say that, I mean, you know, of course it's a colloquial term and all of that stuff, but to say the word grind, it really means to like, to wither away, like to work until it's, there's nothing there anymore. And that's literally what we do. We work until there's nothing there anymore. We're asked to put out content on such a basis that it it gets to a place where it's like, okay, well, is it even good content? You should, people want quantity instead of quality, and uh, and I just started to get to a place where I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't subscribe to that. I don't, and I don't want to grind. I want to work, but I don't want to grind. I want, I want to create. I just, I want, I want to. I want to build and and with all of the things, all of the best things in the world that have ever been built and ever been created, the best things always take time. Well said. Well said, my guy. Well said. That was very good. I also don't subscribe and it took a while. I will say that's what I meant by in the pandemic, I I became happier because I recognized Mm. like, I actually don't want to be like this. And once the mirror was held up to us, it's like, oh, I see. That's too much. I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> like, I, this is creation. I love this so much. And I took it to the kitchen. I was like, actually, I'm just going to cook for, yeah. the, for the next eight months. That's still creating. I'm just going to do this. I'm going to like spend time with my family. I'm going to, you know, so, yeah. So I, I really love that. And I hope that we, as it's 2023, we have lost a bit of that, you know, because humans mm-hmm. can go back, they can revert, they can easily adjust. Oh, yeah. They, they, they like go that. into the, uh, what is that? The, the, the comfortable space. Yeah. And it's so crazy that that grind is our comfortable space. Comfortable. Yes. Yeah. And I don't, why do you, I mean, I don't want to say why do you think so? Because I think we know, but it's like when you're having those conversations with yourself or with others, you, I feel like, do you have to tell yourself like, uh-uh, you're grinding, pause. Yeah. Take a- <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There's, there's times where I'm like, I, I can feel myself starting to fizzle out and I'm like, nope, I can't get there. Mm-hmm. I would much rather spend time with my kids. Like that's not a grind. That's a, that's, that's pillows. Like yes. I, I can, I can, st- I could be at home with my kids. Not, yeah. I could be home with my wife. No, 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 no. I, I'm, a, I want to enjoy life. I want to go outside. I, like I, I am, I am adamant. I am at, like, 
and I think low key, it's a it's a little bit of like a undiagnosed ADD thing when things start to get like a little like when it starts to build up too much. I just stop. I'm like, all right, no. One sec. Mm-hmm. Nope. I'm not doing anything. Mm-hmm. So the team has to call me and like, was that a little too much? She's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. I love that the, they know that's the question though. That's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. And even with that, it makes me think, what are, what are you currently unlearning right now? Mm. Currently unlearning. I think the, 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 it goes back to earlier with Christina holding the mirror up to me about how Mm. uh, abrasive I can be. Sometimes Mm. you start to realize that it's, it's, I think what you start to realize that it's not just with people, but it's also with yourself. Mm. I think a lot of people don't, a lot of people don't take into context and, and you could be the nicest person on the outside, the nicest person on the outside. But the way that you talk to yourself, the way that you handle yourself isn't always as gentle or as nice or as pleasant. You know, I think we and it's, it's natural, right? You, you don't you don't uh, we look for validation from other people. So yeah. when it comes to like. Uh, making ourselves happiest, we feel like, no, I could, I could piss myself off. It's fine. I'm fine. I need everybody else to like me. No, no. So the thing that I'm unlearning the most is just being just as gentle as I am with my girls or as as I'm working on constantly being better and working on with my... Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Life and my girls, I got to be gentle with myself. There'll be times where I see... I did something wrong on an audition or I messed up with this or whatever, whatever. And instead of beating myself up like I usually do, I take a step out and I'm like, okay, what happened here? Okay, yeah. I did that, I did that. Okay, I'm still, I'm still holding Critical. myself accountable. Right. Critical. Right. There so we you go. Can be a, yes, yes. But you can yes. be, but you can hold, you can give yeah. yourself some grace. Yes. I'm like, all right, cool, you didn't do that. We'll work on that, but make sure that understand this yeah. has to be something that's worked on. Yeah. So yeah. 100% relate and feel you. I definitely think that um 
that sense of kindness with our inner voice is just not taught. That self-love is just not taught. It's not taken into consideration as much. And then we start going through this validation, you know, tour and not recognizing that we are not even on the list. And I actually recently asked my mom about that because I, I told her, I said, you know, I've been noticing me and my brother had this beautiful conversation and he was saying, he was like, you know what, bro? Like, I don't know if I'm that nice to him myself. And I think he's like the best. I'm like, what? Like, you're the best. And he's like, no, I know you love, like, I, I know, but I'm not sure if I'm nice to myself. And so I took it to my mom and I said, and I took it to my dad too, because they're both, and, you know, gratefully I was raised in a two-parent household, but they both had this same style of, we're super kind with our kids, but we could mm. tell, we didn't notice, but they were not that kind with themselves, like mm. to themselves. So one time I asked my mom, I was like, were you nice to yourself as a mom? You raised five kids. It's a lot going on. You probably made a whole bunch of mistakes. Were you kind to yourself? And she was like, I don't think I was. Hmm. I was cool. But was I critical to the point that is past what we just discussed? Yeah, I was. And it's like, oh, okay, it's a learned behavior. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah just fully support you in that and, um, and support Christina in that and excited to see how that how Tristan learns the newness of your unlearning. Yeah. And I think, and I think it's the best part about doing it, especially with a partner is that you can, when you start to realize it in yourself, you can start to realize it in other, in your partner. Yeah. And there are times where it's like, example, uh, yes. You know, Christina's back in school right now and she is trying to go hard. Like I'm talking about, she's like, I want to make sure that I get all straight A's and I want to get this, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, all right, we rock it. I'm rocking with you. That's what we're going to get. You want straight A's? We're going to get straight A's. I'm up <laughs> studying with her with, with certain things. We're, like we're, we're going for it. Yeah. I think she got one test back. She got one test back and she didn't do great. She didn't do great. And she was upset with herself for a good six hours like I can see her like throughout the day just like and I'm like babe you all right um I got the uh, that, that I should have just got if I would have got one more answer I'm like babe mm. so listen just say it with me cum laude you got it I said cum laude you got it I was like be, give yourself some grace. This yeah. is just the beginning of the class. Yeah. It's the beginning of the semester. We can't mess up no more. Yeah. Yeah. But this is the beginning of the semester. You're yeah. supposed, this is supposed to be the time that you're learning, that you're touching around, trying to fill it out. I said, yeah. you got it. Trust me. Yeah. We're not going to mess up anymore. Yeah. But you got it. Right. And as right. I kept on saying that to her, every time I seen her down, cum laude, you got it. Just remember, remember, cum laude, you got it. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Ugh. Yeah, we all need it. We all need to be a mirror in that way as well of showing each other, hey, you can be graceful and still be accountable. They can mm -hmm. mix. You can do it well. It can be kind. It doesn't have to be. Because sometimes when I beat myself up in a certain way, I'm like, oh, I'll learn from this version. But when it's so nice, I'm like, you're just being so nice to yourself, <laughs> like, so, which is crazy that we critique that. <laughs> Yo, it's crazy. It's so crazy. I was, me and, uh, man, we, uh, we were on the podcast and we were on Guys Next Door talking about this. Yeah. And I forget who we had on the show, but they brought up the, the concept of tough love. 
Mm. And Mouse said something beautiful that I always, I always keep in my head. He said, he was like, love isn't supposed to be tough. Like we all say, oh, tough love, you know, I'm giving you a truth, whatever, whatever. You can tell me the truth. You don't have to be mean. Like love doesn't have to be tough. You don't have to beat me over the head with it. Like nobody wants tough love. Just mm. love me. Just love on me. Just love. You could, you could be accountable. You could be honest. You could be forthcoming. You could be truthful. You don't have to, you don't have to be, um, you don't have to try to hurt me. Cause yeah. that's what that saying tough love is just giving you the space to try to, to hurt me. And that's, that's never, that's never cool. That's so good. So good. How do you handle big wins? Like right now, first of all, congratulations on Swagger coming back. Super dope. Thank you. Thank you. Congratulations on Praise Him. You have a beautiful uh, project out and coming out. Now, I don't know how you've handled this in the past, but just through our conversation, I can tell, okay, like this guy has grown, he's matured, he's going through his phases of life, which is beautiful, <laughs> right? And mm -hmm. I honor that humanity in you. So when you have had big wins, like you said, like feeling on top of the world, have you ever had some depressing moments right after being like, Ooh, what man, especially in this season, yeah. especially in this season. Yeah. Um, I think a week before, or maybe a couple of weeks before praise this dropped, my aunt passed away. And this is like the aunt that raised us like boy scouts, the old, like, when my mom couldn't do it, when my dad was at work, like we went to Aunt Tracy's house. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, so much so my Aunt Tracy, her daughter, she has one daughter, my cousin Courtney. My middle name, Mac, comes from my great, great grandmother. My great, great grandmother, Bessie McMillan. She didn't have any boys to hold her name down. So once Tracy and my dad had me and my cousin Courtney, they gave Courtney Millen and they gave me Mac. So I'm Tristan Paul Mac Wilds. She is Courtney Millen Jabois. So our families are like, it's, it's grew up together the whole nine yards. Mm. And she passed away. Like right when it's supposed to be like big, bright moments we're supposed to be on red carpets and it's this and it's love and and i'm just having to figure out okay what are we doing are we going to do a funeral no tracy doesn't want to do a funeral okay she wants to be cremated so instead of a funeral instead of a funeral she wants to have a party she says she wants everybody happy okay nobody's happy right now we got to figure this out then you know family members and it's this and it's that so yes there's and that's not even the only time or the only situation but i think for right now in my life what i say this this period this time this era i call it balance i feel like when a, whenever something bad happens i know something good is going to happen because there, there's always for the last like three four years maybe there's always been some kind of balance um and I'm just sitting with God. I'm just sitting and just letting him guide, you know, even as the bad stuff happens, I'm learning to just kind of compartmentalize until it's time to 
sit with it and break it down and, and, and feel it and, and understand what it is and just live with it. And, you know, and that comes in different shades and different shapes and forms, you know, yeah. sometimes it's calling siblings and cousins and just checking with them and, you know, clocking in with them, or it could look like a workout session. It could look like, you know, waiting till everyone is asleep at night, grabbing a glass of wine, putting your headphones on and crying to your favorite songs. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it comes in different shapes and forms. Mm. Thank you for sharing that. I'm sorry for your loss. That's all good. Thank you. Yeah, of course, of course. To wrap us, I'd like to end with what are you the most proud of, of yourself? Oof. Um, making sure these girls are still alive. <laughs> nah, I, um, the most, what I'm the most proud of is throughout it all with everything seeming like it was against me whenever it felt like, you know, maybe I, I shouldn't keep going or whenever you know, the dark thoughts crept in about how much easier life. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cut off? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It would be for everybody else if I just wasn't here uh, through it all that I that I persevered and that I kept going and that and that every day I just took one more step in front of one more, put one more foot in front of the other and just kept moving. And yeah. 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 I'm also very proud of you for that as well. Thank you. You're welcome. It's, it's really a difficult is, is not the full expression of the word, but it's, it's a really, um, unique time in terms of mental health, in terms of like what we're all facing, in terms of the amount of things we're inundated with. Like, I really mm. pray for us as a culture, as a nation, as a world, because I'm like, you have to have people to help ground you. You have to have something to help ground you, right? Sometimes it's like the inner voice in your, in, your inner voice is great and, and can be calm. And sometimes it's really not. And it's really unhealthy. It's, not. <laughs> it's really not, you know, and it can just take you on a whole other place. And I really want to bring what you said from the very beginning to the end of sometimes our monsters, the the most monsters we have are in our mind. Yeah. And so I just say that to say, like, if anyone is going through some mental health issues, we all have mental health issues in some shape or form while on this earth. So we yeah. all have something going on, but just remember that you're, you're battling what's in your mind and you can grow past what's your mind. Like you don't have to yeah. outside of you. Like you, it's the stuff inside of us that we have to be like, okay, I can face it because it's already within you. So yeah. how can you face it? How can you deal with it? How can you confront it? And I hope that just us talking shows people that you can, because I have my demons that I'm like, let's have a conversation because you're starting, <laughs> to, me. You're starting to play me. Okay. You're playing me and I don't like that. <laughs> like, we got oh, to get this out. Goodness. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. <sighs> Wilds, everybody. Thanks so much yeah, for yeah. joining us. Of course. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. So good. So good. And shout out to, let's see if I can remember everybody, Christina, Paul, Monique, the beautiful Courtney cousin. Mm -hmm. um, we're lifting up Auntie Tracy. Yeah. We have a gorgeous daughter, Tristan. And I don't mm -hmm. know your last daughter's name right now. Naima. Naima. Shout mm -hmm. out to the family. Thank you.
You're so welcome. Thanks for being on the show. Of course, of course. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, leave a review. And while you're at it, share this with someone you love or just someone you like as long as you share it. Stay connected between episodes and follow us on Instagram at human to human with Stacey Ike. That's the number two, not the word two. You can also check me out at One Take Stace. I'm your host, Stacey Ike. And remember, curiosity is the pathway to consciousness. So let's take the next step together. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.